Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get the lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash Spotify offer to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. But I'm going to tell you this we ain't done yet. Howdy and welcome back to the Ineligibles podcast. I am Will Stone. He is Chase Caldwell. And he is Hayden Garland. We have welcome, a we have Howdy. a big announcement today. Um, from from today forward, uh, Hayden Garland, uh, also known as Producer Hayden, will be joining the show <laughs> uh, in a in a full time capacity um, as our as our third uh, third member of this operation. So. Uh, um, Hayden, it's great. It's great to have you. I'm happy to be here. Uh, you know, I <laughs> I've been listening since episode one. I've been had had fun listening to you guys. And whenever you guys uh, said, "Hey, you know, you want to come aboard," I jumped at the opportunity to do so. You know, I yeah, <laughs> you know, I was excited. So I'm I'm glad to be here and happy to happy to help out where I can. I'm glad you, I'm glad to have you along, Hayden. Um, been looking forward to. To getting you added for quite some time now. Yep, you uh, might know Hayden from the uh, offensive line episode that he uh, co-hosted a couple weeks back. Um, uh, re- really, re- it really saved our our bacon in terms of uh, um, of the schedule because we, you know, we're, we're like, like we're, we're we're trying our best to you know be as consistent as possible on you know Mondays and Wednesdays, and with Chase being uh, you know coming back from a different country. Uh, we weren't sure what his travel plan was going to look like, so uh, Hayden stepped in and, uh, and and performed admirably. So um, it's, it's it's great to it's great to have him on. And you know, we spent this past weekend uh, plotting some things, scheming some things. Um, we think uh, we think this edition will uh, make the show you know better in, in in all facets, but especially from a an organization standpoint. And um, you know, I think I think we've always said that Hayden is kind of our uh, like the embodiment of our target audience. So um, having him like, like having him along to uh, provide, you know, input and in uh, in t- in terms of segments and things to talk about and things like that, like uh, it's, it's, it's certainly valuable. So um, big time addition all around. Well, and logistically speaking to logistically, that didn't really come out. Um, you know, it'd be nice to have you to where um, you can help us monitor the comments and, and be the, uh, the voice for our listener because um, ultimately that's that's what we want the most of. But uh, you always have great engaging questions, and and that's what we've talked for quite some time about. We feel like we're kind of missing from the podcast. We we don't want as much back and forth and back and forth and more you know segmented um, spots, and so. Um, Something that I've been really, really looking forward to. I'm, I'm glad to have you a part of the the group, Hayden, and um, looking forward to it. And hopefully, you can bring us some consistency so that people <laughs> know when to expect us. 
Yeah, I mean, if nothing else, that was my biggest gripe is you guys weren't always on all the time. I didn't have nothing to listen to. So at least yeah. now I, you know, I can help out with that where I want to use out and I can I can step in where I can. But like I told y'all, I'm I'm here to help out where I can. And this is this is in my eyes, it's still, you know, y'all show and I'm here to help out. And I I'm I'm I feel like I'm gonna find myself lost in uh lost in this thing and like sometimes I have to remind myself like, hey, I've got to contribute here. that's so that's okay that's quite all right um i think think, like the only downside to hayden being on the show is we won't have him in the comment section anymore (laughs) so uh it's it's on you alante it's on you alante (laughs) hold it down (laughs) and pierce and pierce and pierce Uh, if my mom's gonna watch now oh yeah that's right Oh, good maybe that's why we have three viewers today Here's uh, <laughs> here's Lante's comment says welcome Hayden. Game on. <laughs> All right. Well, um, let's uh, let's let's jump right into it, shall we? Um, let, let's start with the hurry up, no huddle question of the week. Uh, Hayden, what do you got for us? All right, guys. So we're we're doing SEC preview this week. So. Uh, Hurry up, no how to question is which SCC games are you most excited to watch this season? Not including AM, of course. Oh, which SEC game? Yeah. yeah. Ooh, like SEC on SEC? I think just SEC team. SEC team. Just like like just across the board, the entire SEC schedule, which game are you most excited to watch? Yeah. Um, I'm really intrigued by I think I think Tennessee's gonna factor into a lot of my discussion today, but um Tennessee uh, plays LSU from the crossover this season, and they also play uh, Pitt again. They played them last year. Um, I, I like both of those. I think if I had to pick one, I'm really, really intrigued by Utah at Florida in week one. Yeah, that one's that one's one that I was looking at as well. Um, I think most excited. I don't know. It's hard to say. Uh, I, I'm going to give two answers, and I shouldn't do that. Um Game I'm most excited to watch would be Oregon and Georgia. I like yeah. that matchup a lot. Um, so I'm most excited for that one. But um, in a different way, I'm most excited to watch Bama at Texas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just because I, I had that on my short list. <laughs> how that one plays out. So yeah. um, that that would be my my number two. Yeah. As far as as far as Oregon and, and Georgia, do you think Oregon can can keep that thing within a couple scores? I think they can, and so that that's why I'm I'm curious to see. Um, I don't know. I mean, Oregon's got to kind of hold it down for the Pac-12 at the moment. So, um, you, you could have a a disaster for the the Pac-12 if Oregon and Utah both lose to SEC teams that day <laughs> on, <laughs> on opening truth. day. <laughs> and then the Big Ten would be like, you're not invited. You're not invited. <laughs> <laughs> Revoked. Um, <laughs> you can't sit with us. Yeah. I think well, I keep forgetting that Bo Nix is at Oregon. And yeah. like, uh, you know, Auburn plays Georgia every year. So I think I'm assuming that Bo Nix has played against Georgia three times. And this will be his fourth time, but now he'll just be at Oregon. <laughs> and they have yeah. and they have Georgia's DC from the past few years. So um talent wise, obviously Georgia has the nod, but there's yeah. the, there's some interesting some interesting factors there in, in in terms of uh in terms of Oregon. But it'll just be a fun week one matchup. Yeah. You know, right out of the gate. 
rip the band-aid off. Yeah. Um, so this is our, our SEC preview episode. Uh, we didn't have the the bandwidth to really get into uh, every conference, kind of like we did last summer. Um, but obviously during the season, our you know we're still going to focus on the whole country, not just the SEC. But um, the SEC is, is, what, is what we know the best. And um, we're going to look at some uh, SEC non-conference games. Um, there's some very interesting uh, East versus West uh, crossover games this season. Um, and I guess at the, at the end, we'll, we'll just go ahead and give our our predictions for how we see the, the conference playing out this year. We put, you know, pretty minimal thought into into these predictions. So <laughs> definitely, definitely won't be as uh, as it was last year where, um, you know, I think I don't have the the list in front of me, obviously, but I think Chase got pretty close to nailing it in terms of uh, the, like the like the final finishing order in, in the West last year. <laughs> Did I really? I, I didn't even ever go back and look at it. I was like way off with the East though. Cause I think I predicted Florida to win the East. <laughs> and yeah. That yeah. didn't happen. But, but you had, uh, you had Arkansas up there and I think they finished third. Um, obviously Anum didn't pan out the way we wanted it to, but, uh, I can't remember. Like it's such, it's so competitive. I can't remember who finished last in the West last year. Like it had to be somebody. I think I think it was Auburn, but I was going to say, it wasn't was, it Auburn? It was barely though. It was like by like half a game or a game. But um, I did want to mention briefly before we get into the non-con games. Um, uh, I'm a big fan of, of of Bill Connolly. Obviously, I bring him up all the time on this show. But um, he's the creator of the SP Plus uh, rankings, which are uh, uh, very stats-driven and um, looks at the entire country, all 131 teams, and his updated numbers for the preseason have every SEC West team in the top 30 uh, with the lowest being LSU at 28. So um, A&M, sorry, Bama's at one, A&M's at eight, Ole Miss is number nine, Arkansas's at 14, Mississippi State's at 20, Auburn's at 21. Uh, they may not finish there, but they're there right now. And LSU at 28. So um, definitely a, a highly, highly competitive division in the West this year. Yeah, it's as it always is. But, yeah. um, you know, we've dogged a lot on Auburn as of late, but they really might not be that bad of a team this year. So yeah. um, if if that's what we're going to expect being the bottom of the conference, well, um, it's definitely going to be a good year for the SEC West. Yeah. Um, Alante asked, uh, explain Ole Miss being that high. Um, I think if uh, if you if if we had Bill on the show today, he'd be like, "Yeah, they're probably too high in my numbers, but that's just what it. That's what the 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 formula said, and that's where they are." But his uh, his personal opinion probably wouldn't have them that high. Um, I, I feel like most people probably wouldn't, but I think they're, I think, they're a top fifteen, top twenty team. I think part of that's because they got some good transfers in the off yeah, that's true. and um, so SP Plus is really going to be very on paper um right and I, I think bill Connolly would probably be the first one to tell you like yeah that's not exactly how i see it playing out but yeah it's some sort of statistic to put out there you know right well, i think really with, a good one at that i was gonna say with any with any ranking though i mean you have to start somewhere right you have to put something down on a piece of paper to begin with and say okay you know paper says this right but at the end of the day it's all played out on field um right 
but yeah, I mean, absolutely. You got to start somewhere. You may say, wow, I had this team that high or this player project for, to do, you know, these kind of stats. No, it's not going to wind up that way. There's all sorts of things you got to consider as far as injuries and just how things play out. Uh, but yeah, it's <laughs> that paper is just paper, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think what's what's been difficult for him is uh, like how do you calculate transfers? Um, like uh, I know in the past he's just like taking their production at wherever they were before and just plopped it into <laughs> their new team and like tried to you know make that make sense. And um, you know like twenty four seven has like transfer portal rankings now where like you know you can get like a five star transfer or a four star transfer. You know, and before they didn't really calculate it that way, so. Um, you know, it's like the, 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 the sport is in so much transition right now. Um, you know, it's, it's tough to, 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 to really find any kind of continuity in things like that. Sure. Well, it's just, there's, like you said, there's so many moving parts that how do you get continuity? Um, it seems like it would be so easy of just ranking the transfers, like you just said, but that's tough because, like, how do you rank? But there again, I mean, I guess uh, before I even say complete my thought here, um, rethinking it, because how do you have a five-star guy come from three scar, three or a three A Texas school, you know, versus coming from middle of Mississippi? Like, it's hard to compare those guys, anyways. I thought that was going to be an Arch Manning joke. <laughs> he plays two A in Louisiana. I, I could have turned it into one, maybe if I wasn't fumbling over my words. But uh, you know, as is life, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and get into some uh, SEC non-con games. Um, it's not the it's not the best year. Like, there's some teams like like Ole Miss plays Georgia Tech. And they don't do it to like week three, but like uh, that that first that first true week of games, uh, September third. Um, obviously, the two we already talked about, uh, Georgia and Oregon are playing at uh, Mercedes Benz. Um, Florida is hosting Utah uh, in Gainesville, um, but then after that, like Arkansas is hosting Cincinnati. That's that's super intriguing to me. Yeah, that's probably uh, there, I, there's a real a lot of. A lot of the non-conference matchups this year, I'm really excited about. Like, like they're really cool matchups in terms of number one teams that I don't know have played each other very often, um, but number two teams that don't really like they're almost from two sides of the prism, right? right. Like you got Georgia versus Oregon. Like those are two completely different sides of the spectrum that that will be fun to watch. I think as with Miami, it's a similar way, but Arkansas Cincinnati is very much that way. Yeah. Um, and, and so that is one that I'm really excited about because uh, Cincinnati could come out and, and give the hogs some trouble week one. Yeah, they could. And um, I'm, I'm kind of down on Cincy. Like, like obviously they, 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 they've been tremendous the past two years. They made the playoff last year, um, but they had nine, they had nine guys get drafted that like, like the, it's, it, which, which is a lot for anybody. It's a, it's especially a lot for a G five team. Who's mm -hmm. not, you know, like, like they're bringing in good players, but they're not bringing in like a top 10 class or a top 10, you know, like a top 
15 class every single year, but it's still a good program and, and they're very well coached. So um, if Arkansas goes out there and screws around, you know, uh, it, it, it could be a bad deal for them. Well, I mean, don't forget that Cincinnati was in the college football playoff. Oh yeah. Uh, so, I, I mean, they might've lost some players and sure they did, but I'm sure they have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder coming in at what? 23, something like that. They're like way yeah. down the, the incoming rankings. So, um, they've got something to prove how better to prove it than to beat Arkansas. Yeah. So, uh, they'll come to play for that game for sure. Yeah. I hope, I'm not sure what the, the details on that deal are, but it, it'd be, it'd be cool if Arkansas goes up there next year and plays, uh, and plays at Cincy. Um, that would be would be raucous. Um, it's not it's not non-con, but Arkansas, their uh, their first seven games are not are not very nice to them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they they host Cincy, they host South Carolina from the east, which is uh, we'll, we'll talk about that one in a minute. But um, their their cupcake game is Missouri State, and the head coach of Missouri State is Bobby Petrino, who uh, obviously got fired from Arkansas for. Yeah, uh, having relations with a uh, a staffer. <laughs> um, then they play A and M. Then they play Bama. Then they play Miss State at Miss State. Then they play at BYU. Another yeah. non-con game. <laughs> like they didn't do themselves any favors in in their scheduling. <laughs> Not at all. Um, that them at BYU is gonna be a fun matchup as well for the same reasons. For sure. Um, so Arkansas probably has got one of the more fun schedules to watch. Um, they got it easy at the end of the year, though. So if they can if they can make it through week seven with minimal losses, they they could be a contender. But um, I don't know that that'll happen. Yeah, we'll see. That that, that BYU is a weird one. Like every, every other team in the conference is playing a conference game, and they're just for whatever reason going to Provo <laughs> in the middle of October. <laughs> <laughs> Also, th- those two those two cultures uh, are, are are just a little bit different. <laughs> the... uh, I'm gonna hold my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Um, so, <laughs> Arkansas, Cincy, Arkansas at BYU. Um, they also play Liberty, which is interesting with uh, with Hugh Freeze. Um, okay, uh, yeah, I, I keep forgetting about this one because it's it's in week three, but. Um, Auburn opens the season with Mercer and then San Jose State, and then they host Penn State in week three after going to, to Happy Valley last season. The battle of the white helmets with blue stripes. Um, yeah, I, I don't see Auburn winning that game. I, I think Penn State will have their number. But, but there again, we've really beat up on Auburn, so um, we might be very underestimating them going into this season. Uh, but is that the only Big Ten matchup we have? Uh, shoot, I think you're right. Across the whole SEC, I don't see any other ones. Yeah. I might be right. If, if I'm wrong, I'm looking at 14 teams and their whole schedule at the same time, so... <laughs> Give me some grace here. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's two Pac-12. Uh, obviously, A&M plays Miami. That's ACC. Um, 
LSU plays Florida State. Yeah, it's the only Big Ten team that I see on here. Still a fun matchup. Yeah. Which I've you know I've been I've been wishing that A and M would play some some Big Ten teams in the non con, and you know we're scheduled out through twenty thirty something right now, and we don't have one on there. I don't think because we play Notre Dame and Louisville and Arizona State and. I don't know. I'd love to see a schedule like a Wisconsin or a Penn State or somebody like that. I would I would probably venture to say that Big Ten teams will be kind of frowned upon within the SEC for the next little while until we figure out who's the who's the true super conference. <laughs> That's true. Um, you remember last season uh, or, or last offseason when they announced the alliance and uh, – like the next week, USC announced a home and home with LSU. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that meant absolutely nothing. Um, absolutely not. But yeah, Penn State—that's um, that's another team that I, I'm kind of down on them too. Uh, like I think they, you know, they'll probably make a bowl for sure. But um, I, I don't see them really challenging in the in the Big Ten. But um, they. Man, when you look at Auburn's schedule, it kind of reminds me of LSU's last season with uh, they. I think they opened the year with UCLA. We were like, man, if they lose that one, it's going to be hard to get back on track. And if if Auburn if Auburn loses Penn State, you know they got uh, they follow that up with Missouri at home, LSU at home, at Georgia, at Ole Miss, and uh, all four teams are are well. I, I don't think Georgia's a winnable game for them, but. I think I think all four are losable if they go out there if they're if they're demoralized after Penn State and they can't get back back on track, um, it could it could start to spiral a bit. Well, and then then they finish this the year with Arkansas, Mississippi State, Texas A and M, and Bama. So, yeah. um, not a not very easy sledding for the Auburn Tigers this year. But um, we'll see if they I, can war eagle their way out of it. Yeah, I think that two game stretch where they play Penn State and Mizzou, like. That that may make or break them. Like if they if they go zero and two right there, like that's that's gonna be bad, way bad. That'll just make or break whether or not they go to a bowl game. Yeah, or which but. which would also mean uh, whether they keep their coach or not. Yeah, <laughs> um, which isn't looking good. Well, any other non conference games you want to touch on? Yeah. Um, yeah, I wish these these two teams were playing or were at better spots than they are than they are this year. But uh, LSU and Florida State, um, I I know LSU's favored by like a field goal. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I I, I really want to watch that one just to get a feel for what those two teams are like. Sure. Is like who's going to be the LSU quarterback? Um, what's the offense look like? What's the defense look like? Um, are they motivated? Do they go out there and just? just whoop up on Florida state. Um, where does Florida state come out firing? You know, like my, like this is Mike Norvell's third year there. Like maybe he's finally got things, you know, the way he wants it. And you know, maybe they come out, uh, hitting on all cylinders, but, um, that's, I mean, gosh, in just, in just week one, we've got Florida, Utah, Georgia, Oregon, uh, Arkansas, Cincinnati and LSU and Florida state. And what Alante just brought up, Mississippi's, Mississippi yeah, I was State. about to make that comment. I was to Memphis. <laughs> what What do you think the over under is for Mississippi State versus Memphis? <laughs> like total points scored. Yeah, it's going to be up there. Well, and, and they lost that game last year. They played 
they played at Memphis and they, they kind of got screwed by the refs and lost that game. So um, I, I bet oh, Mike I Leach is uh, I bet Mike Leach is going to have his uh, his boys ready to play that day. But yeah, <laughs> um, I've always liked Memphis. Um, they're they're kind of like an app state, like they're you know in a, a lesser quote unquote lesser conference, but they're pretty dang good and they're capable mm-hmm. of beating several power conference teams. Um, the, the week after that is weird where Mississippi state goes to Arizona. Um, I feel like a lot of the Southern schools don't really go out West that often or, or, or ever really. Um, so that's, that's an interesting game, even though I think Arizona was one and 11 last year, but they're looking up. Things are looking up in Arizona. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> um, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's several, I mean, Auburn's playing San Jose state. That's, that's not, that much of a cupcake game either. Um, you already talked about Arkansas and Liberty. Now I haven't mentioned Tennessee Pitt yet. I, yeah, I was about to say that. Uh, I mentioned it at the beginning, but um, that may be a uh, a game of two top 15 teams <laughs> or top 20 yeah, teams sure. at, at least. Um, I remember last, last season I crapped all over that game because Tennessee hosted Pitt. And I was like, man, Tennessee oh, sucks. Yeah. I was like, Pitt sucks. Tennessee sucks. Like, <laughs> this is going to be a horrible game. It was actually a pretty good game. And they both ended up being, like, pretty solid teams. Um, so, and now this year, I'm, like, looking forward to it. <laughs> I look at week two, and I'm like. That is you know, that is hilarious because didn't you call that as being, like, the worst game in the entire SEC last year? It was my, <laughs> it was, it was my crappy game of the week. Crappy game of the week, yeah. <laughs> but now it might be the best game of the week, you know, because – uh, you know, it's the same week as Bama at Texas. Uh, I think we know what may happen there. Um, so, uh, and it's at 11 a.m. So <laughs> after that's over, you know, you can uh, click on over to, to Tennessee at Pitt and watch some watch some good football. Yeah. Also, I don't know how I just caught this, but Vanderbilt plays Wake. Um, I saw that earlier too. I was going to point it out, like, because I'd like to see how Wake is this year, but. It's it's hard to say with Vanderbilt. So I was gonna say yeah. I wouldn't use Vanderbilt as the benchmark there. If they were yeah. playing anybody else, like Wake versus South Carolina, would be a good matchup. But well, it's um, funny because like those two teams are kind of like they're almost the same school. <laughs> like they're both <laughs> black and gold, both you know small enrollments, uh, private schools, very very smart, very nerdy. Both um, of them are at the tail end of the alphabet. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a great. <laughs> That's a great comment right there. <laughs> both, both of them use a serif font on their logos. <laughs> they do. They do. Nobody's doing that. Um, and uh, we, we saw this in our uh, – so to pull the curtain back, we're in a uh, college football fantasy league, a, a dynasty league, uh, with three of us and five other people. And um, it's only Power 5 conferences. But uh, the QB at Wake Forest, uh, Sam Hartman, has something going on. We don't really know what it is, but he's not going to play for about a month or so. Uh, it's kind of uh, like indefinite. Um, but if he doesn't play against Vanderbilt, I, obviously Vanderbilt was not very good last year, but um, mm-hmm. if they have some scrub at quarterback, that, that's like throwing a bunch of picks. You know, you, you could see that be a real a real game and, and maybe see Vanderbilt score an upset. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to expect from Wake with him out, because uh, I still have thought about picking him up, even though he's injured. Uh, right. Put him on my IR list, but we'll see. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm, I'm scanning real quick just to make sure I didn't miss anything, but I think we we got everything that's 
That's I think so too. Point. Kentucky Louisville will be a good one at the very right. end of the season. Of course, South Carolina Clemson too. Um, but Florida, yeah, Florida past State. that, like I think what I get most excited about is seeing teams like A and M Miami. Yeah, you know that don't ever play each other. So um, that's what I'm most excited about. Yeah, non-conference wise. Well, let's move in across division. We'll be right back after this message from DraftKings. The wait is almost over and a new football season is about to begin. Get ready for the NFL Week 1 action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To celebrate the return of football, DraftKings is giving new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Want more action for opening night? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. Get up by seven and you win. Bet on any NFL team of your choice. And if your team leads by seven points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, what cross-divisional games are, are you most excited about? Man, this is something that I, I picked up on uh, when I was looking at the schedule, uh, you know, a few months back and mm-hmm. um you know like obviously in the sec everyone's got their their permanent cross division rival and the other team rotates every year and sometimes those games are really interesting sometimes not so much but this year it seems like every game with the exception of uh alabama and vanderbilt is kind of compelling like mm-hmm. um florida plays um gosh i'm trying to scan it here now uh, Florida plays us. Oh yeah, they play us. <laughs> which is, <laughs> oh, which us. Is, yeah. So like, for whatever reason, this is our fourth time playing them. We've only played Georgia once. We've only played Kentucky once. So like, I don't know if the SEC is like, we're gonna try to make y'all, you know, play each other all the time. But, yeah. Um, that's definitely one. But uh, Kentucky and Ole Miss. Um, I think, think feel like those are very uh, opposite styles. One's very, you know, physical and run the ball, and the other one's you know high flying and and passing uh, probably more so with Georgia and Mississippi state. Um, and then most of all, I'm, I think I'll, we'll, we'll start with this one, but LSU and Tennessee, um, mm-hmm. I'm, I really want Tennessee to go in there and win that game. <laughs> like <laughs> Nothing will make me happier. And like, this is for like old, old uh, or older college football fans, but back in like 2009 or 10, when uh, like the one year that Lane Kiffin was the coach of Tennessee, uh, they played LSU that season, and it was like a wild, like, uh, overtime game. And, like, Tennessee stopped them at the last second. and But they had 13 guys on the field, so they had to, like – it was a penalty. <laughs> like, LSU ended up winning, and it was just, it was just crazy as heck. So, um, that's one I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to. Well, I, that brings up a, a point that I was going to make whenever I'm sitting here looking at it. Um, looking at Alabama's schedule – they play at Arkansas, then they play us, and then they play at Tennessee, and then Mississippi State. So, like, they've got a pretty – it's a four-game stretch that isn't all that 
easy. And um, for us to be sandwiched in between two rather competitive away games for them. Right. I like the way that sets up for us. Yeah, because they have, you know, a pretty cakey start to the season with the Utah State, obviously, you know, at Texas, uh, you can you can think of that what you will, but uh, then ULM, Vanderbilt, um, and then it's those games you just mentioned at Arkansas, host a mm-hmm. at Tennessee. Um, so, like, things uh, things get are going to get really real for Bama in that stretch. So, uh, yeah. they've got they've got four games to get right. But um, who else was I looking at here? Um, oh, uh, week two, uh, Arkansas and South Carolina. I feel like those two teams like never play each other. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't tell you last time they did. Like what the like what like what that game happened. Like, like what happened in that game. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I uh, that's a good matchup. I like um, Mississippi State. Mississippi State at Kentucky is going to be a fun one to me. Which you already yeah. mentioned that one, um, but that one's on my list here that, that I wrote down. Before we started, um, let's see. What well, else Kentucky plays both Mississippi schools. Uh, do they? Well, good luck, Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they play. They're at Ole Miss, at Ole Miss, and then they host South Carolina and they host Mississippi State. Um, Mississippi State and Georgia is an, is an underrated one, and I, I feel like a lot of people – We'll probably write that off as like, oh, like Georgia's so much more talented than Mississippi State. But um, back in back in 2020 in the COVID season, uh, Georgia like barely beat Mississippi State. It was like mm-hmm. like by a touchdown. And like it was back and forth the whole game, and they pulled it out at the end. So um, that's a home that's in Starkville. Um, so uh, late in the year, obviously Georgia's is super talented, but um, we know better than anybody. You can't go into Starkville and mess around. Um, so that's definitely one to keep an eye on. Auburn and Mizzou play each other, so they'll be kind of playing for like who's the who's the worst of the worst. You know, you, you realize is we left out uh, a non-con game that I actually liked. It's uh, uh, Mizzou at Kansas State. Um, I think I think K State could be pretty good this year. So um, if uh, if Mizzou loses that, oh my gosh, they they go they go at Auburn and then Georgia at home and then at Florida. So so they better uh, they're probably really really counting on beating Auburn. Uh, yeah, that's that's a tough tough stretch. Um, and of course they're in the East, so they play Vanderbilt. But yeah, that could yeah they, they, like both those teams' ball eligibility could could hinge on that game. Yeah, even still, I mean, this is a very homer pick of me, but I think I think my favorite my favorite non conference matchup is going to be us versus Florida this year. Yeah, especially if we beat Miami, and if we were able to beat Miami and Florida, that'll just be great for our recruiting. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's uh, especially with you know guys like like James Coley on staff who is very active in, in recruiting South Florida and all the Florida kids that are on the roster. So, yeah. And um, that our, we got a coach that was like really involved in the state of Florida. His name's Jimbo. Um, <laughs> very involved. So give him yeah. some bragging rights. 
Yeah, he's uh he's not a big Gator fan, is he? I don't believe so. Yeah. At least not from the last time we played him. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to read his lips on what he was saying, and uh, uh, I won't repeat it on the on this podcast. Yeah, this is a family podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Jimbo rarely curses like that, but he was just so fired up in that moment. <laughs> yeah. Just, I'm, I'm going to answer Alante's question. Um, we've played every team in the East at least once but there's been some that we've played more than others. Like we've played Missouri a lot. We of course play South Carolina a lot. Um, we've played Vanderbilt a few times, Florida a lot, but Georgia, Kentucky, and even kind of Tennessee, we played Tennessee, what, three, four times? I think no, twice. Um, we, we played them the COVID year. We played them at home in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and even like, even as of today, uh, Georgia has not been to Kyle Field, and A and M hasn't been to Lexington to play Kentucky. So, I think yeah, but we, I think, I think the only time year. we've been the only time we've been to um, Rocky Top was the COVID year, and nobody yeah. was allowed to go to that game. So technically, right. the fans haven't gone to that. Um, but hopefully, that'll be remedied in the near future. Yeah. Actually, uh, Hayden, if you can look this up. Uh, I think we play at Tennessee next season in 2023. So I think they kept like for the COVID year, they they just did what they could, but they kept everything else the same in terms of uh, future schedules. But um, this is kind of off topic, but I was looking at our, uh, our 2024 schedule and it's probably going to change once Texas and OU join the conference. But as of today, we would, we would host, we would host like Georgia and Notre Dame and LSU uh, and like the rest of our SEC teams all that season. <laughs> like it was a, it was a star studded lineup of, of home games at Caulfield. That would be nice. Um, <laughs> we're kind of missing those every now and then. Yeah. But yeah. We, we do play Tennessee in Knoxville next year. Nice. All right. Appreciate that. I know Andy. which game I'm going to Pretty next year. Yeah, I'm going to put that on the calendar is one that I'll uh, I plan on going to. What about Miami? Uh, oh yeah, I'm going to Miami as well. I'm probably not All going right. to Miami. TPA. I got two games All to right, go to next year. Fun, then. Yeah, I'll have a lot of fun in Miami. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's break them down, Will. Let's uh, talk predictions. Uh, you want to start with the West or you want to start with the East? Well, the West is on there, so we're going to start with it. <laughs> I thought we were going in order. I just went with the next one. I, I didn't see it. That one works. That worked. <laughs> I looked over the screen. I saw West pop up. I was like, okay, we're going to do that one first. All right, let's do the West. Um, now, these, these are just, you know, if I had to bet my own money on it, um, obviously I would love for Anim to win the West. Um, but, you know, picking a day, I think I would put Alabama first. Uh, I don't think anybody's going to have an issue with that. <laughs> um, but I do have, I do have AM as a strong number two. Um, I feel like everyone, everyone is trying to find anybody else besides AM to put as number two in the West and really like the number three team in the conference. Um, people are like, Oh, like look at Kentucky or Tennessee or Arkansas or Mississippi state. Like these are all really good teams, but um, I think AM is just better than those teams this year. So mm-hmm. um, I'll put them too. And uh 
if you do you want me to do my whole seven or you, you want to sure like, might as well like, do the whole seven That'll okay be so and then I'll, um, I'll, I'll chime in whenever mine's different yeah so bama bama one a m two um i'll put mississippi state at three uh i think they're just a just a touch better than arkansas i'd put arkansas fourth um man guess Ole Miss and I'll put LSU fifth I'll put Ole Miss six and then Auburn seven I have similar I, I've got Bama first and M second um got Arkansas third and Mississippi State fourth so I got those switched on you and then I think I would go Auburn and then Ole Miss and then LSU Ooh. and uh, because even though we've dogged on Auburn a lot I think well I say that now I look at their schedule. Um, now I'm going to put Ole Miss and then Auburn and then LSU. Um, so I just think LSU's got way too much to figure out this year. Yeah. So, but Auburn does have a tougher schedule, so Auburn. I'll probably, I'll probably regret not putting them last. I think this Auburn team reminds me of A and M in 2018. Like 2018, like when Jimbo first got here, like. We could run the ball really well, and we could stop the run really well. Mm-hmm. We couldn't do anything else. We could not pass. We couldn't stop the pass. That's how I see Auburn this year, and that can win you some games. Like, you know, even if they don't have the the receivers that that Bama has or uh, or LSU or these other teams, um, like I think there's still something to be said in this conference for a team that can run the ball really well and that can also stop the run. So, and and get after the quarterback. So. Um, you know, they, they, they could, you know, after, I feel like everyone in the country is, is, is dogging on them right now and they can, they could surprise all of us. Yeah. And I think that's why like LSU is the one that I I think is just going to be at the bottom of the list this year. If I put them head to head at everybody, it's like, eh, I don't see them winning that game. They play Tennessee and at Florida. So those are two pretty strong games. It's not Auburn. I mean, Auburn, of course, is playing at Georgia. That's that's a loss. Yeah. But um, yeah, just I've got LSU last. Yeah. Um, can we talk about LSU for a second? Like just for like yeah. like like two minutes. Um, so I think we we briefly mentioned their quarterback situation on one of our shows last week. I, I guess it was probably our our our, uh, our most recent episode because we were talking about playing them. But they have a quarterback competition going on right now. Um, obviously, uh, between they brought in Jaden Daniels from Arizona State. They've got uh, Garrett Nussmeyer, who they recruited. He's a Texas kid. Um, and then Miles Brennan, who's been there forever, and who started in 2020 before he got hurt, may have started like him and Max Johnson were battling last year, and they got hurt again. And then this year, I guess he just figured he wasn't going to get the job, and he just retired like two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like uh, – like, like, and, and obviously, like, I'm not, like, we're not Miles Brennan. We don't know why he did that or what his reasoning was. But I feel like that's really going to hurt them from a depth standpoint. Like, he's the only one that's got experience yeah. in, the, in, the, in the league. And you, would, you wouldn't want that going into your season. There's no doubt about that. No, like, he just. No matter who the starter was going to be. And maybe it's injuries. Like, maybe he, like, physically can't play. And, like, he tried to give it a go and couldn't do it. But um, they're really, like, you know. They, they could have a big problem at quarterback with, you know, Jane, Jane Daniels, who I don't think can throw very well. He's, he's, he's a great runner, but, um, 
And then Nussmeyer is kind of the opposite. Like he's kind of a, a gunslinger, but not super mobile, but I don't know. And they, and they have a good freshman too, but I feel less confident in their quarterback situation after seeing that the most experienced guy just gave up football two weeks ago in the middle yeah. of the camp. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm definitely with you there. And, and again, I don't know. I don't know what the situation is. I don't know if it's injuries. I don't know, you know, so I'm not going to speculate. I'm not going to put him down for, for that decision, but it's definitely not what you want if you're an LSU fan. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, that would be like if Max Johnson just came out right now and said that he's retiring from football. Yeah. That would exactly. be really nerve-wracking. So, um, but but okay, we, have, we have two quarterbacks again. Right. Like but, last season. But it would be like last season was where all of a sudden, you know, we're without a quarterback. And so – um, definitely don't want that for your team, but, and that's a lot of the reason why I'm just down on LSU. I just think they have too much changing right now that it's just going to be, it's going to be a tough year for them. I don't think it'll be like that forever. I think, um, no matter what I'll say about Brian Kelly, I think he'll, he'll still build, build the program up, Yeah, but this isn't going to be the year that I expect that. Yeah. Um, I'll say one quick thing about just to, to, uh, be an A&M homer here for the next 60 seconds. But when I, like the more I think about the team we have this year and looking at, looking back at last year, you know, in, in our four losses, they were all competitive in, into like late into the fourth quarter. And, you know, we would turn the ball over, gave up a big play and, you know, ended up, ended up sealing it. But when I think about how, like, especially against Arkansas, where the offense is just completely out of sorts, we tr- we have O-line injuries, we're trying guys at different spots, you know, freshmen are making their first ever starts. Um, it was just bad. Like, it just wasn't cohesive whatsoever. And now I think, like, we actually have depth on the O-line. The O-line is, you know, has played together, and they're more put together. Our quarterbacks are going to know the system better. Our skill talent's better. I just don't like everyone wants to talk about like uh, Am's going to go eight and four again. Like I, I just don't see it. Like I, I, I don't see that at all. You know, like things would have to go really, really poorly, and we have to like lose half our team to injury to go eight and four. In my opinion, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I, I just don't see how we go eight and four this year. But there again, I mean, I get, I get why they say that because that's that's how I would probably go in any season. But this is by far and away the number one season I've ever gone into knowing that we're going to get more than eight wins. Yeah. Like there's no doubt in my mind about it. So, um, and that's probably why a lot of our, our um, other fans have, have been uh, really beating that drum as of lately because they really won't be able to after this year. I don't think, Yeah. Um, I think this is the year that we get a 10 win season under our belt. So we need that. It's yeah. been 10 years, like it's time. So, yeah. Um, and here in the weeks leading up to the season, like you can see people from other fan bases still saying, you know, eight and four, eight and four, you're going to, you're going to suck this year, blah, blah, blah. And they're trying to get it in while they can, because once games start and they realize that AM has got a pretty good team, they're going to be like, ah, crap. Like, and, and, yeah. and, and overrated. Yeah. Oh, overrated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that's why I like, I, I, like all I want is just one natty. I just want one natty and 
you know, I'll just, I'll, I'll rest on that laurel for the rest of my life. If we, <laughs> yeah. if we, if we get one natty. Yeah. <laughs> and we can start the A&M network and just play it every third day. <laughs> um, I'm definitely buying it on DVD. <laughs> oh, no doubt about it. Uh, and a re- screen recorded off of YouTube. Yeah. Um, well, uh, let's, let's jump into the East. Let's talk East for a minute. Fire it off, Hayden. Yeah, there we go. All right, I think we're both going to go Georgia at the top, huh? So I was wanting to start at the bottom. (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, Well, uh, more on that later. Yeah. So I'm going to put Vanderbilt 7. Although, I will give the caveat that I think they are a program on the rise. Um, Obviously, they took their lumps last season. they actually had a pretty good recruiting class last year, and I think, I think this, the coaching staff they have is is going to set them up pretty well. But um, for the season, yeah, they're going to be they're going to be seventh. Uh, after that, I'd I'd put Missouri. Um, after Missouri, I would put Florida, and then so seven seven Vanderbilt, six Mizzou, five Florida, four South Carolina, three Kentucky two Tennessee and one Georgia. I would flip South Carolina and Florida and um, Tennessee and Kentucky. I think, I think you see Kentucky end up second in the East this year. Um, So going down from top to bottom from, for me, I would go Georgia, Kentucky, Tennessee, Florida, South Carolina, Mizzou, Vanderbilt. So in terms of, uh, this was livestock judging, like we have the same cuts. Yeah, definitely we have, have the same cuts. We've got them flip. No doubt about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is just minimal point loss there for sure. Yeah. So. You know, um, to to turn this into an A and M perspective, uh, you know, if in terms of getting to the playoff, um, obviously, if you so if Let's assume a loss to Bama. You win the other games. You go eleven and one. Bama goes to the SC Championship, and if they play an undefeated Georgia, you know both those teams probably get in. But I feel like at least one Georgia loss would, if if Georgia lost to like Oregon or Florida or Tennessee or somebody, um, and then lost to Alabama in the championship game. I feel like that would kind of knock them out, and then A and M and Bama would go to the playoff, and then you know whoever else the other two teams are. But I feel like as A and M fans, we should probably root for Georgia to lose. Well, obviously root for Bama to lose all the time, but root for Georgia to lose, you know, like pretty much just root against them in every single game because they're going to have that cachet of getting into the championship game or getting into the playoffs uh, if they're undefeated. Yeah, I I mean obviously our best path to the playoff is to win. Right. But it, in the worst case scenario of Bama goes undefeated, there are one loss. Um, yeah. Georgia's got to drop a game for us to get, get the nod over them. And that game would ideally be against either Florida or Mississippi state, uh, which are both teams that we would play and beat in this scenario. So, um, you know, if they, they lose to Florida or they lose to Mississippi State and we 
beat Florida and Mississippi State, that would be our best bet. Because then we got two eleven and one, two eleven and one teams there between yeah. us and Georgia. We beat the team that beat them, and then if they lose to Bama, we have the same loss, but we get the nod over them from the standpoint of we beat the team that beat them. Right. Um, yeah, and in week three they're at South Carolina. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. oh South Carolina too. I forgot about South Carolina. So yeah, one of those three, and, and they play Auburn as well. So one yeah. of those four, if they drop one of those four, that'll be the best case scenario for us. Right. But yeah, hopefully, the best case scenario for us would be to just win, win everything, just win every game. Yeah, it's not in question. So yeah. But especially if that Bama game's close, like if it's a close, like last second loss. And I think, you know, like we talked about last week, like the rest of the schedule will will give A&M some benefit of the doubt. Like, hey, like they beat all these other good teams and they had a close loss to the best team. Like, you know, I think they have a case to get in. It's not like you're in 2020, everyone wanted to invalidate all of our success. Like, oh, like, you know. Auburn fired their coach. Like they're not very good, <laughs> but yeah. like, like all that kind of crap. But, um, you know, the, the, the middle class of the East is, is, is super interesting. Like, I'm not sure if you've seen the stuff with, uh, with the quarterback at Kentucky, uh, Will Levis. Um, but he's getting like first round draft pick kind of love. And I don't think it's because of his production. I think it's just because of his, his just like his ability um, but obviously his ability is very good or, or they wouldn't mm-hmm. be, you know, like he wouldn't be getting that kind of recognition. So um, that's interesting to, to see if like, you know, a team like Kentucky who's typically kind of struggled on offense a little bit with a good defense. Like what if they start lighting it up and sure, you know, then, you know, they could be a team that challenges Georgia or, uh, or, you know, or beat somebody they're not supposed to. Um, and then Tennessee, like, you know, Tennessee's kind of my not really dark horse, but um, they're that team. They're kind of like 2013 AM, where they're just going to score a ton of points and uh, they, they're going to have the ability to, you know, they're probably going to beat someone they shouldn't and lose to someone they also shouldn't lose to. And yeah, and, ha- and have that kind of season. Yeah, it's a fair, fair point on Tennessee, but it, it's going to be a fun. Um, season to watch if you're a Tennessee fan I think I think yeah. they're going to have a pretty good year Um, but yeah ultimately I think uh, I, I I can't wait to see how it plays out because it really all hinges on us on do we beat Bama or do we don't Um, as of today I don't think we do but um. I might change my tune in about 12 days. Yeah. So. I've got a question for you. Um, say if, if A&M beats Alabama, but drops another game somewhere else, like just, just to some random SEC opponent, let's say Ole Miss or somebody. Um, so we go to the SEC championship game and have to face Georgia. How would you feel today about, about playing Georgia in terms of like confidence that we, that we would win? I'm less worried about Georgia than I am Bama at yeah. this moment in time. But um, that'd be a tough game. But that's kind of, for me, if we if we do finally crest that hill, I want to earn it. 
So right. I, I don't want to play Kentucky for the SEC championship. Right. And and then um, everybody, you just nonstop hear about, oh, yeah, well, it was down near for the SEC. I don't want to hear that. So. Yeah, I guess I said to root against Georgia, but don't root against them so hard that they don't make the, the, the yeah. conference title game. <laughs> and then you're stuck playing Tennessee or Kentucky, and everybody's like, oh, like, like did you really earn it? But I'll take yeah. a championship for a natty no matter how it comes. That's, yeah, that's, that's true. true. Yeah. That's true. Well, in that case, we can move back to the Big 12. <laughs> yeah. We, we would have right, been maybe at, not least, anyway. at least three or four playoffs by now. <laughs> 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 well, um, Hayden, you got anything to add on any of that? How was your first no. episode? Uh, second episode, thank you. Your first official. First official. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I, I think it's all right. I steered y'all. I got to get a look up in here. I think I was a little late, late to get some of those questions answered that I think y'all were asking and what information on, and I'm not sure how to get that to y'all without, like, chopping y'all up and what y'all are talking about, but... yeah. Well, we'll work out the details. Yeah, it's a learning opportunity. So yeah, yeah. room for improvement, um, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Also, uh, his first day is today, and then he's leaving, and he'll be out all next week. Uh, I'm out on Wednesday too. But, well, no, I guess I can do Wednesday. I'll do Wednesday show with y'all. I fly okay, out early, yeah. but I guess I'll I'll do Wednesday show. Have you cleared that with HR? Uh, no, me and HR are not on the best terms. <laughs> I don't just blame don't you. ever talk to HR. <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah. yeah. If you have any, if you have any trouble out there, just email HR at the <laughs> Yeah. And they will get back to you instantly. It'll say yep. Miller, Damien, but, uh, that's, that's the head HR guy. Damien. That's who I'm talking to. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oh shoot! Well, um, man, like I, I'm, I, I'm already like. First of all, this is a, a, this is already an awesome addition to our show. Um, but now I'm even more excited for for week one here in uh, here in twelve days. No doubt. Um, if you haven't seen the cold Cheddar video, oh my god, I oh watched it at god. least twelve times today. Whoop! Um, and I'm glad that A and M. I wish I, I love those years that A and M plays on a Thursday. And then I've got the rest of the weekend to watch all the games without, like, with my undivided attention. But I am yeah, I excited. I wish we would that, get back to that for sure. <laughs> yeah. But I do like that we play Sam at, like, 11. Yeah. And then I'll have all afternoon to watch Georgia and Oregon and Ohio State and Notre Dame and Florida and Utah and all these other games. Like, it's it's a pretty nice slate for, for week one. But Definitely. Um. Well, appreciate it, guys. Uh, Hayden, good to have you. Uh, Chase, as uh, uh, good as always. Um, we're talking, uh, oh, we're doing Q&A on Wednesday. So uh, make sure you Perfect. tune in for that. Uh, we'll probably do some, obviously answer some live questions. But if you have any, uh, you know, burning questions you want us to get to, uh, go ahead and send those to us. Um, you know, you're, you're probably on a, on a, uh, a phone number basis with 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 at least one of the three of us so <laughs> just uh just use a text message so um well, uh, but uh thank you all so much and uh we'll talk to you wednesday <laughs> <laughs>